in this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's been so, so good to me. Um, I've been praying, especially for the men, just that, that the visions would come, the dreams would come. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. It's in Proverbs somewhere. I can't see it from here. 29, 18. Hallelujah, Jesus. It says that my people are destroyed by their lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. And without any vision and without any dreams, that's going to happen. Hallelujah. Let's go to, I say Habakkuk, but it can be argued that it's Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Let's go there first. I know I didn't give Sister Davis this, and I apologize. But there's something that he says I want you to, I want you to see, and then you can be seated and we'll go somewhere else. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't need to, you don't need to see it. It doesn't matter. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And will watch to see what he will say unto me. Anybody need God to an answer? You need an answer from God. And instead of getting upset and frustrated and mad and telling everybody God doesn't love you, try this. Try this. Stand upon your tower and just watch and wait. And let God, let God take care of all that other stuff. Hallelujah, Jesus. So you may be seated. There's, um, I had this, this thought that, that I want a big church. Amen? I want more people. I want a bigger building. And I want all that. And I think that the only way that I can do that is if I went to um, someone in the Bible who had a big church and a big building. So I picked James. I picked James. What a mighty man of God. Had a fantastic church. Probably one of the biggest churches in our movement ever. 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 How many? 80,000. Whew. My God. Anybody want to see 80,000 souls saved? Hallelujah, Jesus. So let's, um, so I thought if he had 80,000 people, let's, let's do what he says. Let's try that. So in James chapter 3, that's going to be my title because I just, I'm going to read, we're just going to read through James until it's time to go. Is that okay? Can we do that? We just mix it up a little bit. Might even get some backfeed. Brother Davis, you ready to answer some questions? You ready to help me? No? I tried. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can you do Amplified for me, Sister Davis? James chapter 3 and the Amplified. I'm sorry, being difficult, but it just it brings it out so much better. And I think it'll be, be better for all of us. Hallelujah. This isn't going to take very long. As a matter of fact, if some of you just want to quit listening to me and just do what God wants you to do, that's, that's fine. Hallelujah, because I'm not going to get in His way. Um, that, <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. That's what I was afraid of. God help me. Um, I try not to do the preliminary thing, but it is, it's always an honor to stand up here. It really is. I might not act like it all the time, but it is an honor and privilege to stand behind this pulpit, not just to preach or to teach, but to just lead this wonderful, wonderful church. Um, try to be as sensitive as possible and, and lead the best that I can, but it, it's always an honor and a privilege. I don't never take it lightly. Um, the day that I take it lightly, I promise I will sit down. Because um, this isn't, it's not a joke, it's not a game to me. This isn't, this isn't a way, I'm not here to waste your time, I'm not here to waste my time or my family's time. It's all about us trying to get to heaven. And if I can help us get there, then I will. If not, I will get out of the way. 
Um, but regardless, this isn't something that I take lightly. It's not just something to do on the weekends. Um, and this is very important. It's very vital to stand behind here and ever to speak my heart or to be able to lead in, in worship. It's very important to me, and I don't ever take that lightly. I do give honor to Brother Robertson, who's, who's put up with a lot from me, and he just keeps helping me instead of trying to hurt me. And it means a lot because I've always preferred the latter. Sometimes helps better. <laughs> Hallelujah. J- James chapter 3 says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. What's it say in the Amplified? Let's try this. Let's try this again. Not many of you should become teachers, self-constituted censors and reprovers of others. We can stop right there and just have a prayer meeting. Hallelujah, Jesus. My brethren, for you know that we teachers will be judged by a higher standard and the greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. That's, that's where I, I, I want to be. I want to be in a, in a higher bracket, if you will. I want to be judged and accountable and held more higher because if I'm doing that, that means I'm in a higher spot. That's where I want to get. I want to be judged by a higher standard because if I am, then I must be getting where I'm supposed to be getting. Hallelujah. Not many of you should become teachers, self-constituted censors, and reprovers of others. Why? Because not very many of us can get to where some of us need to be. Thus we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. Amen? Hallelujah. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things. He is fully developed character and a perfect man. If you are, if you are in any of that category, you're dismissed. God bless you. Thank you for being perfect. I will buy your book because I am going to try to get whatever you've got. Hallelujah, Jesus. Never says the wrong things. He is fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his bo- whole body and to curb his entire nature. I think James is really trying to dive into something here. If we set... Hallelujah, Jesus. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost? If we set bits in the horses' mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about just by a bit in their mouth. Now, I'm not a country guy, but I've, I've seen enough Westerns, Pastor, that it just takes a good yank, and they, that, guy, that horse will go wherever you pull him. Keep going. Hallelujah, Jesus. Likewise... Look at the ships. I'm not much of a seaman. I tried that last Saturday and it was bad. <clears throat> I liked it, but it didn't like me. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Let's keep going. Hallelujah, Jesus. Even so, the tongue is a little member and it is... And it can boast of great things. See how much wood or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. The reason I do this, I want you to read it and hear me at the same time. And maybe between the two, you'll get something. Keep going. Hallelujah. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited By hell. Hallelujah. Let's just keep going. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile, sea animal can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius. Hallelujah, Jesus. But the human tongue can be tamed by 
no man. It is a relentless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. Hallelujah, Jesus. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who were made of God's likeness. Out of the same mouth came forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. Hallelujah. Does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter? Question. Anybody better answer that? Brother Davis, can you answer that? No. Very good. Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives or a grapevine figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. Hallelujah. I know we're getting close. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him be his noble living. Show forth his good works with the unobtrusive? Obtrusive? That's a, Man, that just sounds like a good word. Unobtrusive. Humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. Hallelujah, Jesus. But if you have bitter jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition, in our hearts do not pride yourselves on it and thus be in defiance of and false to the truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. This superficial wisdom is not such as comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, animal, even devilish, devilish, demon. Hallelujah, Jesus. So we bowed out. For wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, and self-ambition, there will also be confusion. Hallelujah. And I know somebody who is not the author of confusion. Unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile particles. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm having fun. Is anybody else having fun? But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, undefiled, then it is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle. It is willing to yield to reason. It is willing to yield to reason. It is willing to yield to reason. Full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering and insecurity. I was going to get those eight things Pastor talked about last Wednesday. I didn't think she had that list, so we're just going to have to wing it. And the harvest of righteousness... Hallelujah. We can, we can stop there. You guys get the idea. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to talk about the tongue for just a little while. How is it that something that can be so proper and so um, uplifting can also be the very thing that cannot be tamed or ruled? Hallelujah, Jesus. We can, um, we can give honor where honor's due through our mouths. You can, you can train up a child through your words. You can do all kinds of awesome things that the Bible commands us to do by our mouth and turn right around and with that same mouth just do all kinds of damage. Now, I'm going to be careful. Don't, don't worry. I know my authority. And it is very, very short and small. And hallelujah. If he needs to say something, he has the right to say, sit down and shut up. And I will. But I also want us to understand that... that this side of Jericho, we need to be very, very careful of what is said. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I, I like this side of Jericho. Does anybody else enjoy? Are you enjoying this side of the promised land? 
Hallelujah. Me as well. Me as well. But things have to change on this side. We do things differently. We have to act differently. We have to speak. Speak differently. Hallelujah. And it starts with our mouths. Hallelujah, Jesus. And there are some things that just ought not be said. Hallelujah, Jesus. There are certain things that only He is going to be able to say. And you've got to better know where that line is. There's some things that, Brother Hill, you have to say. Brother Manley, that need to be said. Brother Eldar, you have to say them because of the position that you hold. But there's also a line that you don't say anything else. Only He can say it. And we've got to better find that line and make sure that we're on the right side of that line. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to be on that right side. I don't, want to, I don't want to say things that I shouldn't say. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm confident enough in God. And that I'm on the right side with God. That where I can speak things into my life. And I can speak things into my children's life. And I can speak things into the men. And I can speak things into the music. And I can, you understand, I can speak things when I'm supposed to. And the right reason and in the right attitude. I want to make sure that I've got that balance, Brother Tuttle. And I want to make sure that there are elders in my church that know that they're not going to have to be the only ones to do it. I'm not going to put all that responsibility on some people that I'm going to do it. That I will say things when they need to be said. But in that, I also have to know where that line is and be very, very careful of not saying things that I shouldn't say. Hallelujah, Jesus. I know all of you know this. It's just a, it's just a refresher course. So just bear with me. Help me. But tonight I want us to understand that there are times when the men, especially, you've got to say something. Brother Louie, there's going to be times when there's not going to be anybody else around. You're going to have to say it. And it's okay. It's okay. It's when we lose that line, Brother Sims, to where I don't know when that's something that I should say and when it's something that he should say. Hallelujah. And there is, it is a very fine line. But I think if we're full of the Holy Ghost and we're on this side of Jordan and we're doing all that we can do, and we're having revival. And we're having tongues interpretation like we had Sunday night. Anybody, anybody like that? Anybody just enjoy that? Hallelujah. Love and holiness. Love and holiness. That, that's what he said. That's all he said. If he didn't say nothing else, that's what he said. He spoke in tongues and then stood up and said, McCormick's Creek, love and holiness. That's all he said. That's all it was said. Hallelujah. Now it's up to us to heed to the words of the pastor. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I think that I, I want to be counted. Sister Deem, I want to be counted one of those who think that we're going to be okay. There are a lot of people in UPC that are scared, they're worried, don't know if this church is... You, you understand, you, you've, you've heard all the same stories, but I, I, want to be, I want to go on record and say I think we're going to be alright. I think that somebody's going to speak the truth when it's supposed to be spoken. I think we're going to be okay. Hallelujah, Jesus. Brother Hill probably doesn't even remember, but he preached a message a long, long time ago. and His title was, The Truth Always Wins. And I'll never forget that because he's right. The truth always wins. And when you put the truth and your mouth together, you can do some serious damage to our adversary. If you put the truth that you already know, you guys all, you know one, you know oneness, you know Jesus' name, you know all that, you put that truth With an unbridled tongue, we can do some damage. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to keep we're going to keep on going. James said so many so many good things that I, I want us to I want us to slow down and really think about. He asked so many questions that almost seemed sarcastic, which I like. I can pick up on sarcasm. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is. There's a beacon and it, it picks it up. And there's a part of me that feels that there was a little bit of this in this. Hallelujah, Jesus, because he says he asked the question, does a fountain send forth at the same sweet and bitter water? You know the answer to that. You might, nine and ten year olds might not know, but every adult that reads this, you know the answer to that. Is there sarcasm? Was there any sarcasm there? Do you think he's wanting you to just think of the redundance of what, it, what he's trying to say? Can a spring bring forth bitter and sweet water? No. No, it can't. No, it can't. Can water burn? Brother, we talked about fire a couple of days ago. It's, it's very, very obvious. There are certain questions. Can the fig tree bear olive berries, either a vine or figs? Or, uh, who is a wise man that endureth with knowledge and among conversation his works with meekness of wisdom? If, if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. We, the, the point is, is that you know what, what you're doing. You understand what's going on. You get this. You've lived this long enough. We're, this isn't a youth rally. This is Wednesday. You guys, you've lived it. You're living it right now. You have kids, grandbabies that are living it. You know what to do. You don't need simple questions. You understand. You understand. Hallelujah, Jesus. So here's the point. Here's what James is trying to say. Obviously, bitter water and fresh water can't come out of the same fountain. We know that. We understand that. So what he's saying is that if you're full of wisdom and you know the truth, act like it. Act like it. It's simple. It's real easy. We complicate the most simplistic parts of God. Aren't we supposed to enjoy the simplicity of God? Which is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But the point is this, that we know... We know what we're doing, and we're just supposed to do it. So what are, what are we really doing here this, tonight? I know it's not because you guys all knew I was preaching, so don't even act like it. What, what, are, we, what are we doing? What, what's the point? Are we, are we just here to encourage each other? Are we just here to lift each other? Are we just here to see, see if Brother Robertson had an awesome revelation last night and he was going to share it with the church? Was you just here to hear my wife sing? Was you just here to, here to see our awesome PowerPoint? Look at that background. That's awesome. Why are, what are we doing here? What's the point? What's the idea? We got the kids downstairs, they're learning about something. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the real point? Brother Tuttle, why, why are you even here? I know you worked all day. I know you're tired. I'm here because I love Jesus. And I just, I want him to know it. It's, it, it's one thing, Brother Davis, if I'm at home. And I've got my wife and my kids, and we're praying, trying to love God the best that I know how, and I don't have all the answers. But it's another to come here. It's another when I'm under the authority of my pastor, and I've got, I've got the ministry here, I've got some men here with me. I'm just here to love Him. And make sure that He knows that even though this world is, is, is upside down, and nothing is black and white, it's all gray now. There is no black and white. The owner of Chick-fil-A can't even say how he feels about marriage without it being a big deal. Because there's no black and white anymore. That, that's, that's not there anymore. It's all gray. Hallelujah, Jesus. So if it's all gray, then, then we're all able, we're just, we just come in here, we'll just do power of positive thinking. 
Can you, can you work on that for Sunday, Pastor? We'll just do power or pause. Just think positive. No matter what you're going through, God will, God will bring you out. It's not what's on, on the outside that counts. It's all on the inside. Just keep it all together. Hallelujah. Just come in with a smile. No matter how you feel, everything will be all right. It's just not going to work anymore. I'm here because I love Jesus. That's it. There's nothing spectacular. There's no glamour. It's just, I love you, Jesus. Jesus, I love you. That's it. Not, nothing special. If I can come here with a couple of my buddies, a couple of men and a couple of family members, and just say, God, I love you. We could go do all the things of this world. Jake, I sure you know a couple of places we could go and, and do some ungodly things right now. Right now. But no, we're here. And God knows that. He knows that. He knows why I'm here. So let's not disappoint Him. I don't, I don't want to disappoint Him. We don't have to go through the little questions that you know. You know what your tongue is capable of. We've done it. You can look. There's every one of you in this building can look back on a situation and say, Man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Oh, if I could just take that phrase back. You know that. You know what your tongue is capable of. So when a group of people come in and you know the truth the way we do, and you know what your mouth is capable of. What damage we could do if we all got together and got that all in our same mind. and All one mind and one accord. And we all know the truth and we all knew what our mouths were capable of. And we just let God know how we felt. Come on, we let everybody else know how we feel. Somebody cut you off? Pastor? You know, he knows exactly how you feel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your kids do something they shouldn't do. They know exactly how you feel. Immediately, hopefully, hopefully immediately. They know exactly. People at work, hallelujah, Jesus. That's a touchy one, I know. I had a guy ask me today for some advice, and I had a hard time. had a hard time with it. Because he, um, it was just one of those things where I knew it was going to make him mad if I answered him. Because he knows that I know the truth. And I knew as soon as he asked me the question that my mouth could immediately get me in trouble. Hallelujah, Jesus. We've got to be careful. Be careful with what your mouth is saying. I was going to title this, Watch Your Mouth, but I just didn't. I, didn't. I don't know. Just have to be careful sometimes. We all know what our tongues are capable of. We all know the direction that we can go. You know how quick and easy Something can go from a very good atmosphere to a very bad atmosphere very, very, very quickly. My boy plays, is, is playing football, and every parent on there is okay with how the coach treats him except for one. You've always got that one parent that thinks that they're a better coach or you're being mean to my kid. and It's obvious. I told, I told the coach last night because he, cause he, grabbed, he grabbed my boy. He's like, I hope you didn't get mad. I was like, no, beat, beat him. That's why he's there. Thump him, man. Yeah, free reign for two hours to just beat on eight, nine, ten-year-old kids. Free reign. Hallelujah. But I told him, I told, I, told, I told the coach, I said, you can see the difference between the parents that let you do your job and, the, parent, and, and the, the ones that don't. You can see it in the kids. The one kid that, that his mom and dad won't let the coach be the coach, you can pick him out of all 22 kids. Why is that? Hallelujah, Jesus. Because, hmm, hallelujah, Jesus. Because <laughs> there's some battles your babies just need to fight. There's just some circumstances that you just, you just need to let them, let them into. 
You're ruining them. You're ruining them. And that's what the coach, he said, he said, the bad thing is, is that this is just football, but they're ruining this little guy in life. In, in life in general. Because now everything that he goes through, oh, mom, dad, help me out, defend me. In everything. And if they're going to defend him over the coach getting on, in front of him, getting in front of everybody else, what else are they going to keep him from? Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I'm not a licensed therapist, so I can't be telling you how to raise your kids. <laughs> but I promise you, if you just need, if you need an example, you can come and see. The little guy, it's, it's sad. I feel sorry for him. Because they're ruining him. He's only nine, at Brother Hill, and they've ruined him. They've ruined him because everything that, <laughs> that he goes through now, is, that's going to be a constant in his life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, what would happen if, if someone opened their mouth to the parents? You see, what, you see what I mean? We have to be so careful with everything that's said, with everything that comes out, especially once they know who you are. Because that's the, that's the best, especially in construction. Once they know that you're apostolic and you, you got this standard or you got that standard, oh, my goodness, it's on. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I used to, Brother Manley, before I got older and I... Could, could put my big boy pants on. I, uh, I was scared. I hated it. I didn't even like go- I hated it. I hated anybody to even know that I believed this because all the pressure and all the questions and all the circumstances, they put you in positions where you've got to pick a side. It's okay for them to have the gray areas, but they're going to make you pick this is black and this is white. It's just it's how it is. That's how it is. So as apostolics, you just get used to being in that situation. To where you make yourself comfortable in that. So now it's just comfortable. Well, how do you feel about this? Well, this is how I feel about that. And that's comfortable to me now. But it used to not be. But it takes, it takes time of, of not saying things when things shouldn't be said and saying things when things should be said for you to figure that out. Hallelujah, Jesus. You look at a, at a funeral. And I know that we hear you, a lot of us, you always know somebody that that has lost a loved one. It's just, it's just how it is. Pastor, the more people you know, the more people you know that have, have lost people that they care about. So what happens at a funeral? Someone will get up and speak with their mouth. Hallelujah, Jesus. And sometimes it's beautiful and it's, it's, it's perfect. And other times it's not. And that goes, with, that goes with everything. There's sometimes that preachers can get up and you just expect certain things of them, and it's perfect. They couldn't, have, they couldn't have planned it out any better than how they did, and it was beautiful, and it was exactly what the church needed. And other times, it's not. Hallelujah, Jesus. What amazing abilities we have with our mouths. To think that you can move an entire horse with such a small instrument, or you can move an entire ship with such small instruments. And it's amazing that a small instrument that is a part of us can do so much damage or so much good. What does a ship do? It carries people or, or whatever, baggage, whatever it is, from one spot to another through the water. What does your mouth do? It does the same thing. You can either destroy. James said it, you can either start a fire. You can start a forest fire with such a small spark, just a small word. Now that can either be good or bad. You need to set something on fire, which is good. Some of us need to be caught on fire sometimes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. So sometimes, under the right conditions, 
a man of God can say something that will fire you up and get you caught on fire. And then other times when you know somebody is desolate and you know they're going through something that they don't need that, you still set them on fire. And they're already, they're already smoldering. They're already covered in ashes like Job was. Brother Goldsmith talked about Sunday morning. They're already covered in ashes, scraping boils off of them. And the, his best buddies were over there trying to catch him on fire. And I've got to be sensitive enough to know the difference. And I should be, if I'm full of the Holy Ghost, I should know that difference. I should be able to separate when something should be set on fire and when something should not. That's the biggest question that I feel that ministers have is, what do I say in that situation? Brother Hill, we talked about it. If I've got a circumstance that's going on out in the world that happens to, to one of our, our brothers or sisters, what do I say? And sometimes pastors said it best, you don't say nothing. You keep your mouth shut. Sometimes saying nothing is the best thing that you could have ever said. Hallelujah, Jesus. So as a group of apostolic Pentecostals that's on the promised land side of Jordan, do we have that ability? Do, do, you, do you honestly, do you have, Colton, do you have that ability to say things when you should say them and not say things when you shouldn't? Hallelujah, Jesus. The problem, the problem is, is that even Paul says that the things that I, I want to do, I, I find myself not doing, and the things that I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. It's a constant battle. It'll never end. And the one battle that will not stop until Jesus comes back is your mouth. And I believe one of the biggest reasons God's got to change our bodies is so we can get rid of our tongue. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. He has to. He doesn't have a choice. He knows what evil's in there. That's right. He has to. 30 minutes of silence in heaven. For good reason. Just shut up. You made it. You got to heaven now. Just shut up for 30, 30 minutes. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's a whole message in itself. Thank you, Jesus. James pastored an 80,000 soul church. I would like to see that. I really would. I would like to see that. And if that starts with me shutting my mouth when I should and opening my mouth when I when I need to, then that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I, I've, never, I've never said that this is, this is my call and this is what I'll just serve. That's all I've done. The whole time I've been I'm going to keep doing that. But there are times as apostolics that are on this side of Jordan that it's time for you to start saying something. It's time for us to find that line and make sure that, we, that we're right there. That when it's, it, exactly when it's time for you to say something, that you say that. That you say it. And that you know this is the line and I will not cross this line regardless. How many ministers do you know are not ministers now because they crossed that line? Good ministers. Great men of God. That in the right circumstances and the right problem come up that that line was crossed. And the problem was that they were really good at always getting to that line. It was just not knowing... Hallelujah, Jesus. But I know one thing. That repentance is much easier to ask for than permission. So I would rather have a group of men and ladies of apostolic faith that would push that line than to never get close to it. That would be willing to say, well, I'll say it if no one else will say it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Luckily, I feel that I'm surrounded by men and women that are just so happen to be capable of such, such acts. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
everybody in this building that, you, that works a secular job, that is around people that don't live for God, there are constantly moments when something needs to be said. Everywhere that you go, everything, that every, everywhere, it doesn't matter. Everywhere you go, there's something that needs to be said. Hallelujah. And to be honest with you, I would almost rather cross that line and just have to come up here and apologize to you guys and suffer my punishment than to never say it or never even try to get close to it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here's where we're at as a church. We're at a moment to where we have to choose. We have to choose. And we're constantly at that, Brother Elder. You're constantly at, at places in your life where you have to make a decision. And God is so good at making you make decisions that you don't want to make. Constantly, Sister Roxanne, you're put in a position where, man, I don't want to have to do that. Can I just stay neutral? No. No, that's that gray area that you're not allowed to stay in. There's a dad that loves to cuss at his son. And I don't, I don't understand. Like, he's nine. Cuss at me. You know what I mean? Brother, he'll just, just stop, stop cussing. Just, just cuss at me. I can handle it. He's trying. He's doing the best that he can. He doesn't need that. And it's all over this country. It's all over this world. Constantly, every single day, there are lines crossed. There are situations that are outside of our control. So what, do we just sit back and just let it happen? Well, I don't want to cause confrontation. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not going to say what he said. That was mean. That was mean. Brother David Sims, there are times when you're just going to have to say it. You're just going to have to say it. You're going to hurt people's feelings. Hallelujah. But I know a God that can take care of all of this. He can take care of all this. And how much more would He speak into my life if I was speaking what needed to be spoken right now? Right here. How much more? He said that whatever I bind here, He'll bind in heaven. Whatever I loose here, He would loose in heaven. So what if I began to speak things? Just because I'm His son. Just because I'm a child of the King. And I have that authority and that right. Now I've got to know where that line is. I understand that. But what if, what if God's waiting to do things in my life? He's waiting to speak things into my life because I've not spoken things into my life. What if he's waiting to do things and loose things in my life because I've not loosed those things or allowed God to do what he's wanting to do in my life? It's never going to be glitzy or glamour. I can't do that. I just want to be real and honest with you. Are you willing to say things that need to be said? Can you do that? And then the thing after that is you've got to better do it with the right spirit. Can I do it with love in my heart? Love and holiness. The Bible says to follow peace with all men and holiness. <laughs> it's easy. Sometimes it's easy to follow peace with all just, just cater to them every once in a while. Say the things that need to be said. But we have to follow holiness every day and follow it. What if part of holiness is saying things that need to be said? Yeah, you're dressed right. You shave and you cut your hair. You, do all the, all, you know all the rules. So you do all those things. But you're not following God in holiness. You're not, fo you're not following it. 
You're just doing what, what the littlest thing that we can do. The tongue is the most unruly member that we've got. Hallelujah, Jesus. What would happen if we just, as a group, just all spoke in tongues? What would happen? What would happen if, if, if when the right moment come, Brother Sims, that you spoke when the thing needed to be said? Hallelujah, Jesus. Anybody glad to be apostolic? Hallelujah, Jesus. <clears throat> they constantly come at Jesus. Constantly. Sadducees, Pharisees, different guys. Constantly come at Him with different, different angles. Constantly. I don't, I don't know that He ever raised His voice and ever says that He yelled or screamed. But I know he never, never fist fought any of them. He never threw any stones at them. He did it with his mouth. He shut, he shut all of them down with the spoken word of God. What power we have in our mouths. And if we're full of the Holy Ghost and we're able to speak when spoken, when we're, when we're supposed to speak, what damage we could do. Come on, any of us can cut each other down. I mean, we're, we're constantly razzling each other. I try to razz Brother Davis the best I can, Brother Hill. I try, to st I try to constantly cut him down the best that I can. And with everything inside of me. But what would happen if I put some Holy Ghost in me and I began to speak with love in my heart? That's, what they're, that's all the world wants. He accepted what I had to say today because he knew I was doing it out of love. I wasn't trying to say, well, I've got my life all together and you're terrible. You're going to... It was never about that. It was, hey, I've got an issue. I need, I need your help. Even though I know what you're going to say is going to hurt my feelings. It would have been very easy to get arrogant, Brother Hill, and say, huh, I'm not in that situation, so here's what you should do because I'm better than... You understand what I'm saying. But he understood that I wasn't doing it. I, I was doing it out of love. Like, thank God I've never been in that situation. Thank God I've never had to, had to sit down and go through that situation. But this is what I would suggest because this is what the Bible says to do. But, and it's not because I, I've got it all together because I don't. I don't. I've got people you can call. They, they can tell you I, do, I don't have it together. But I know what this Word says. And I know sometimes that, that you just, I've got to say it. I've got to say it. Hallelujah. So will anybody, let's all stand. Will anybody just, just stand and, and pledge with me that I'll say it. I'll say it. Brother Langley, can you say it? I know you say it to me all the time. He's on me all the time. Every time I preach, that was the worst I've ever heard. It was the worst thing that I've ever heard. Thank you, Brother Langley. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I learned what this is. You know what this is? This is the world's smallest violin. I don't get it, but that's, that's what he tells me. It is playing a particular song, and I have no idea. <laughs> but that's a whole other message. Hallelujah. But it's time. It's time as apostolics to say what needs to be said. And you know, you know, you know in your heart if you're full of the Holy Ghost. And that keeps you in check. If I'm going to say what, I wanna, what needs to be said, then I better be full of the Holy Ghost. I better be fasting consistently. I better, be, I better be studying to show myself approved. I better be doing this and I better be doing that. But if all that lines up, then when the time's right, I should be able to speak what's, what needs to be said and it be right and then not cross that line. And then not cross that line. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you, God, to help me, Jesus. Keep my mouth shut when it needs to be shut, God. But help me be confident enough in the Spirit of God. And help me to study myself approved, God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, God. That when the right moment comes, God, and I believe as that day draws closer, God, that that moment is going to get closer and closer and closer, God, that I will be able to step up and say what needs to be said, Jesus, with full love and holiness in my heart, God. Right now, Jesus, let Your will be done in every heart and every mind. God, touch every man. Touch every husband. Touch every father. God, touch every mother, Jesus. Move in this place, God. Help us to be the men and women of God that You desire us to be, God. And help us to say what needs to be said as You draw this to a close. Right now, in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, go to somebody and say something nice. Say something positive in Jesus' name.